editing is the biggest pain when it comes to creating a YouTube channel. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about everything you need to know about editing and why you should potentially outsource it. <laughs> we'll talk about outsourcing and hiring a team as well. I know for a lot of people when they're getting started, this is not available to them. It's not possible to cost prohibitive maybe, but actually I'm going to talk about why it should be one of those things that you outsource as quick as possible. But I am going to talk about software as well. So if you are getting started and you want to do it yourself and you want to learn and you think there's loads of value in that, then I will talk through that process. Now, if this is your first time to the YouTube Success Podcast, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on all the major platforms. And of course, we have this on the YouTube channel as well. So head over to the King of Video YouTube channel and subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell to be notified every time we publish a new episode. And I'm really so excited because we've got a whole bunch of people who've joined the YouTube community. This is where you can get involved with me and some of the other members in the community. And of course, learn about my courses and programs available for YouTube. So that's youtubecommunity.co.uk. Head over there for a free account and get started there as well. All right. So we're talking about editing. What's the best way to edit my YouTube videos today? And I will start by saying, actually, when you're getting started, we're probably going to do a minimum amount of editing. Right? We want to take away the ums and arms maybe in our videos. We want to make sure that they flow quite nicely. If we make mistakes, we probably want to cut some of those mistakes out. I would actually say bloopers are a really great thing. I've seen a, a guy that put bloopers at the end of every one of his videos. It was a really great uh, retention thing. So if you're prepared to accept the mistakes that you make when you're filming these things, you can take the bloopers that you make stick them at the end, and maybe it's a good way to keep people watching till the end. I know it's worked for some people as well. So why is editing necessary? I've talked to about some of the things that you need to remove, like the mistakes that you make and that kind of thing. But also I want you to understand that the videos that I'm doing here from a podcast point of view, the editing that we have is linear editing. This is me talking in a podcast. And we're going from start to finish in a single line. There's no going back and forwards. If you start two minutes ago, in 10 minutes time, we're going on the same path, the same timeline for this particular edit. So it's linear editing. Non-linear editing is when you go back and forwards. So actually with the podcast and with some other things that we've done, we would put an intro at the start that's like a hook to the video. So this might be if we're interviewing someone and they say something that's absolute gold, we would take that piece of footage, we would put that at the front, and then it's like a teaser for the rest of the episode. So you're going to watch the rest of the episode to get what the gold is in the episode. That's non-linear editing because we're kind of changing the timeline. It's not every moment that goes, we continue, we're changing the timeline. And you can get even more than that. So you can do, if you think about films, like how they do flashbacks, or they might go from one person to another person somewhere else. And that can be non-linear editing as well. The reason why we do that is to add some context to the story or to build up some excitement, build up some momentum. And when you're doing non-linear editing, it means that you can create multiple shots in different places. And it's not as the time goes in life. You might have multiple production days. You might have multiple scenes, multiple shots, that kind of thing. When I'm talking about it here, really, we're just talking about linear editing because that's probably the most simple when I get my clients working on this stuff and they're just doing straight to camera stuff like this. We're talking about linear editing most of the time, but I just want you to know the difference between the two because it is important 
And actually, when you start creating video for YouTube and you start being more creative and you start putting more scenes in and you maybe start creating those hooks and those teasers and all that kind of stuff, you start to think about those non-linear editing ways of doing stuff. And that is the power of editing, right? I've always said I had a video company for seven years. We traveled the world making video. And I've always said the power is in the editing. Yes, your footage has to be good in the first place, but the power really is in the editing. That's how you're going to make something really good. So when we're talking about these pieces of software, we're going to start with the simple ones. And then we're going to look at some of the more complex ones that allow you to create complex, interesting stuff that keeps people interested. Now, the first piece of software I wanted to talk about was iMovie, because if you're using an Apple-based device, iMovie is a great do you know what? I'm filming this episode, and it doesn't matter when I film it. I always film my episodes on Saturday mornings. Give some time. I'm not in meetings. Whenever I film an episode, there's always something going on outside. There's always some dogs barking. There's always police. There's always beeping going on. So I'm just going to say this out loud now on episode number five. I think this is going to be episode number five. Apologies. <laughs> it happens. Right? I've not got a soundproof studio, but here we are. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back. So we're going to talk about iMovie. So iMovie, of course, is only for Apple, but I just wanted to point this out as a piece of software that's great because if you are using your mobile phone to get started, iMovie is probably what you're going to use to edit in there. And there are other things as well that are really simple like iMovie. So like Adobe Premiere Rush is a piece of paid software, but it feels simple like iMovie does. So in these particular pieces of software, you're going to learn how to add in like different scenes you might add in some music you might add an end screen you might cut out bits of your edit all of those things are capable with iMovie and it's a really simple interface to get started with if you move on from that a little bit it depends on how you look at it I teach people how to edit with Camtasia well I only teach people how to edit with Camtasia right now I think I'm going to change that actually to Descript we talk about Descript for content repurposing later in one of my courses but Camtasia is a thing that I teach people because Camtasia is a simple interface. So if you're not sure how to get started with editing, whether you're on a Windows machine or an Apple machine, it works on both pieces of software, on both operating systems. And Camtasia has a really simple interface that is easy to explain, like what a timeline is, what different scenes are, what a preview window is, cut, what a splice and all that kind of thing. All the general functions that you need for editing are easy to explain in Camtasia because the interface doesn't look like Space Command Center. When you open Adobe Premiere Pro or DaVinci Resolve, which we'll talk about in a minute, they look like Space Command Center. They look confusing and they're scary. So I teach people in Camtasia. That's This is how you get started. And uh, I teach you all the uh, simple things. So they're the two that I recommend when you're getting started. The other one that I recommend is Descript. And I put this in really as a middle ground more than anything. And now you're listening to this on a podcast. We use Descript to edit the podcast and put in the nice background and everything that we've got here. And the reason I love Descript is because it lets you edit your video like a Word document. So it transcribes a video. You know, if you fix your transcription, then you can just edit out bits. And when you remove like a word in the transcription, cut the video at that point. So it feels like you're editing the video like a Word document. And that's amazing. There's other things in there, like it removes filler words. So every time you say um and ah uh, and like, and there's a few other things that I say, right is one of them, right question mark. There's a few things like that I say, and it just allows you to remove those filler words. I'll be interested to see when I've just talked about those filler words, whether the filler words get removed from this description as I've just said them. 
because it should remove them. I have to make sure it skips those ones. But it removes those things really simple. It's got a timeline. I would say that Descript is a more entry-level editor, but it can be fiddly with the timeline. I wouldn't say it's as clean and easy to use as Camtasia and iMovie. So I put those kind of at the start as the simple ones. And then we move to Descript as a sort of middle ground because it does start to become a little bit more difficult. But it does great things. It's got studio sound where it uses AI to make your sound better. It's got things like remove a filler words, as I mentioned. You can create new compositions. So you can take parts of the video, create a new composition that then becomes a new video in itself. So if you're using that for content repurposing, it's really, really great. You can add captions to your videos, burn in captions, really simple. You can have backgrounds, you can add overlays, all the kind of good stuff that you expect, which is normally available in a premium editing piece of software. So the premium ones, you know, when I'm talking about iMovie and Camtasia, they only go so far with editing. Sometimes you're then in like, I need to do more now, and they just don't do it. So then with Descript, it offers more that is available in a cheaper, lower cost, low entry piece of software. Okay, so Descript is probably the one I'm going to recommend going forward and the one that I think gives you the most flexibility when you're getting started. Then, if we want to move from Descript and we want to look at professional editing pieces of software, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm probably going to pin a question, what's your favourite piece of editing software? So let me know in the comments. But I would say the two things that I think are the best professional pieces of editing software. Oh my God. I hate saying things like this because people, oh my God, that's some crap or this is better, whatever. But I look forward to hearing those things. Adobe Premiere Pro is the one that we've always used as a business. So whenever I've hired editors, I have used Adobe Premiere Pro and I've made sure that the editors that can use that. The other thing that's available that you can use is DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci Resolve is free. I believe there's an, a pro upgrade, but it's another piece of software. And both DaVinci and Adobe have a bit of a higher learning curve. So it's going to take you a little more time to get used to those things. Loads of stuff on YouTube, of course, is on how to use them. It'll take you a bit, little bit longer to get used to it, but sometimes it's worth the effort. If you think you're going to become an editor and you want to make sure you're doing the editing all the time, then it's worth putting in that time and effort to learn those pieces of software because you're going to become a better editor. What happens when you become a better editor is you become a better videographer as well because you understand what's needed in the filming to make the edit good. <laughs> it kind of guides you. So this is why when I talk about outsourcing in a second, actually some of the power of learning editing is just good for you, even if you do outsource because you understand what makes a good edit and then what's required to put that into the edit so even if you outsource the editing and you're like oh i'm just going to film it you'll now know what it is required for filming i hope that makes sense to you but i also always see that's the value there in learning editing in the first instance just like anything as a business owner if you can learn some of this stuff you understand what's required in order to do it even if you're not going to do it forever and then the last thing then the best way to edit youtube video so there's a few different pieces of software that go from start to sort of professional but i think the best way to edit youtube videos is to outsource the videos outsource the editing the editing that we've got both for my podcast and my youtube channel is always outsourced and that's because the editors that we use 
are professionals at what they do. So they're doing this stuff all the time. So there's things, there's a creativeness of the way they think about editing that isn't in me. Maybe it's not in me. It's not as available to me because I'm not doing that job all the time. I'm thinking about strategy. I'm thinking about business, finance, all that kind of stuff. And I can leave it to them just to sit there and focus purely on editing. And so I, I don't think I've ever used an editor where I've not been like, oh, that's really great. You know, what you've done there is really great. In fact, if I've met an editor that doesn't surprise me in any way, we don't use them very often or anymore. So hiring someone outsourcing that can be a really great step to making sure that your edits are good, making sure your videos are engaging and it keeps people interested. We use Philippines-based editors. So onlinejobs.ph is a great place to go and get those Philippine-based editors. We've also used editors in India and a few other places as well. Where the resource that we're using is relatively inexpensive in comparison to hiring a UK-based editor. However, the other and the last way to do your editing outsourcing-wise is to hire a team member. And long-term for me, it would be great to have that team. Now, a lot of bigger YouTubers will have a team and their team includes a producer, a director, an editor, videographers, all that kind of good stuff. But of course, when you're getting started or even if you're just slowly building a team, they're not the ones that you can hire straight away. For me to get a UK editor would cost me, you know, tens of thousands a year to make sure that happens. So hiring out a lower cost resource makes more sense to me because it means I can focus on the higher value tasks in my business. But eventually when I'm full-time on YouTube, which is the plan for me, just like my team as well, we will have a team uh, that is part of our creative team, really. I think if you think about YouTube as a longer-term plan, and if you've got the finances available, then you'd want to have a creative team that's going to help you create better videos in the first place, not just from an editing point of view, but from a producing, an idea generation, all that kind of good stuff that makes your videos better every time. And if you followed the podcast and you've been here listening to all the podcast episodes, you know I talk about like just making sure your next video is better. So at the start, we're doing it all ourselves. We're just trying to make things better as we go. And then we can start pulling in some of these resources to make things better as well. And this is the incremental way that we make our editing better. We could do all the editing ourselves. We can start with descript. We can make them look cool. We can take away some of those filler words. We can make our videos look great, add some nice transitions, all that kind of stuff. And eventually, when we've got some traction, we're getting some income from this thing that we're trying to do, then we outsource. Okay. So I hope that helps you understand what the best way to edit is for your YouTube videos. This is not a tutorial, it's a podcast. So I'm going to show you the steps. If you were expecting a tutorial on how to edit videos better, I hope I've not disappointed you there, but I really wanted to talk about the software that's available and the resources that are available as well. If you like this episode, don't forget to like it on YouTube, to share it, to subscribe, to review. And don't forget to join my YouTube community over at youtubecommunity.co.uk. All right, I'll see you in the next episode.